Hello, and welcome to PB&J at the Movies. This week, we are reviewing the movie If Beale Street Could Talk, um, Barry Jenkins' new film about a woman in Harlem who embraces her pregnancy while she and her family struggle to prove her fiancé innocent of a crime. It stars Kiki Lane, Stefan James, um, and Regina King. Um, tonight, in our third chair... We have resident, if Beale Street could talk, expert, (laughs) Becca Burkle. So, um, yeah, I'm Becca. I'm Jeff. I'm Becca. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for listening. Okay, welcome back. Um, Like I said, we're reviewing If Beale Street Could Talk tonight. Um, We should give you a heads up that... Our fourth chair is technically Jeff's new puppy, Sawyer. So if you hear some puppy noises, <laughs> Sawyer is giving his input. Um, so first off, let's just talk about first thoughts. Becca, what were your general thoughts on this movie? I thought the movie was gorgeous. I truly think that it showed love in a way that I've not seen cinematically before of just... Um, totally besotted with one another. Um, mm-hmm. I really thought that the score was phenomenal. I've still been yes. listening to it while I've been writing at yep. work. Yep. Um, I thought that um, it was a bit slow, but I think that's also in an homage to James Baldwin, the author of the book. Um, but I really, I did like it. It's something I've thought about in days later, and um, it's certainly different. I think people um, should see it. So, Jeff, what about you? Uh, the one word that comes to mind with this movie for me is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I will agree that it's kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one thing, well, there's two things I struggled with, one of them being that the film was slow. We'll talk about the other one in a little bit. Um... I think it's beautifully acted. I think there are parts of it that are unexpected, which is interesting. Um, I thought I kind of knew what I was getting into with this. And then there's our favorite scene, which we'll talk about later, which I was not expecting at all. I also didn't read the book, because apparently it's word for word from the book, is what Becca told us, because she read the book. Um, But overall, it was in my top ten of the year. Same for me. Um, I agree with both Becca and Jeff where I just, it was just so beautiful. And um, I mentioned this in our podcast about our um, top movies of 2018. But when you have a movie that just has beautiful imagery and a beautiful score, that just brings, you know, usually I'm brought to tears and I just, I love, you know, stuff like that. And so, Um, I'm really pulling for this movie to win best score at the Oscars. I have been like listening to certain songs like on the way to work, on the way home from work. I'm kind of obsessed. Um, but yeah, just the way it was shot, the cinematography, just really loved it. I think this movie is, is definitely in my top five. So yeah, we could talk about the acting for a little bit. The two leads, Stefan James and Kiki Lane, I believe this is Kiki Lane's first film credit. Is that right? I think 
think so. And what a debut. Right. <laughs> and then Stefan James is in um, Homecoming with Julia Roberts, which I have not had a chance to watch yet. But like Becca was saying, the two of them on screen together just had this incredible chemistry. And you just, it's such a beautiful love story. And I think that they just played those roles really well. Regina King as, as, um, Tish's mom. Yeah, Tish Kiki Lane is played by, or uh, Tish played by Kiki Lane. Her mom did such a great job. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on the acting? I think um, it just felt real. It didn't feel, feel like um, roles to be played. It felt like just a portrayal of things that had happened, things that, um, did take place in 1970s just America and in New York. I I think um, not only those those leads, but I do think the um, surrounding and supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I think that you know we do hear a whole lot about Regina King, um, Brian Tyree Henry, but there are others of um, I don't remember the actress's name who plays Tish's sister Ernestine mm-hmm. and um Tish's dad Tish's dad I found wonderful. really charming yes and so I think it's just you get the realness of these people and um you're drawn in by by their story which is a story that um rings familiar I think to mm-hmm. many mm-hmm what do you think, Jeff, as far as the acting went? Um, I think it was great. I think SAG got it wrong. I can think of three movies that were nominated for SAG Best Ensemble um, that I think this is way better than. Mm-hmm. Which are what? Which are uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. um, Black Klansmen, and uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Agreed. So I think that this ensemble should be in the top five of the year mm-hmm. uh, with the acting. I think it was really good. Uh, you know, I've heard some other people say the only reason that no one's talking about Kiki Lane for Best Actress is because this year is an embarrassment of riches mm. for actress. Yeah, tough to compete. Um, and there's just so many good roles this year for Best Actress. Um and I can see that, but it doesn't mean that she didn't do a wonderful job. So I think acting-wise, it's great. Now, there's one person uh, that kind of takes you out of the film oh, yeah. for talking about acting. I don't know so much Aww. if it was his acting or just the fact that we all knew who he was. Yeah. And he's the only real, like, white person in the movie. Other than no. the evil cop. Well, yeah, and but like... Dan Whitrock. Okay. <laughs> but that people recognize. Yeah. Okay. There's a scene where... I mean, we know who Finn Whitrock is, but I don't think most people do. There's a scene where Tish and Fonny, the two main characters, are looking for apartments. And this young... Uh, Jewish. Jewish guy who um, is played by... Dave Franco. Um, Dave Franco, thank you. Um, he's only in it for like three minutes, and he's supposed to play this kind of awkward 
landlord type guy. And it's just one of those things where it's like a very, it's like one of those cameos that you just kind of laugh at. And so, yeah, I agree with Jeff. It, it should have been played by somebody who was not yeah. recognizable so that that scene is not so distracting. It just took me completely out of the movie. Like, I was in the movie the whole time, and then we get to this scene, I'm like, oh, this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a Jewish Dave Franco was showing them an apartment. Yes. It was like if Dave Franco was wearing a yarmulke. Yes. Showing them an apartment, exactly. which was what it was. Yes. But Becca mentioned... Um, ben Wet Rock? No... Tyree... Brian, Brian Tyree, Tyree Henry. Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. I cannot get my names right. I'm sorry. Um, and he is only in it for just a one scene, really. Basically, yeah. But that scene is so intense. He is an old friend of Fani who talks... Who has just gotten out of prison for something that um, he says he did not do... And, yeah, just those few short minutes uh, with him in it are really well done. Um, I've really enjoyed watching him this year in Widows, and I don't, I haven't seen Atlanta, I need to, but um, anyway, so he was really good as well. And I think the role of Daniel... Um, because a lot of the story, both in the movie and in the book, is kind of told in a way that there's a lot of flashbacks, mm -hmm. flash forwards. And um, Daniel is someone that both Tish and Bonnie knew from childhood. Uh, they run into him again. But ha Daniel, having recently gotten out of prison and talking about it so vulnerably and so vividly... Um, and we already know by the start of, you know, at the start of the movie that Bonnie is in jail, hearing later what Daniel has experienced and how deeply it has impacted him, likely for the rest of his life, it makes you kind of think about what Fani has gone through, what he is experiencing, um, you know, and, and all of that that he is seeing, so... And this scene, I guess we can go ahead and spoil it. This scene happens before Fonny is arrested for a crime that he didn't commit. And so it's a very eerie foreshadowing um, of what's to come for him. Yes, and I can't remember if they discuss it in the movie, um, but when Fonny is arrested, which we don't see, it's just alluded to, um, Daniel is in their apartment. Um, he is a witness, but because of his record, um, he cannot serve as an alibi. He can't serve as an alibi. He can't come to the defense of his friend. Yeah. One thing, talking about, you know, how the movie was shot, I, one thing that I loved about it was the fact that it wasn't shot in order. I liked that it wasn't a linear storyline. Um, I just thought that kind of kept it interesting. Um, the cinematography was wonderful. We were talking about yes. the color. There's a scene in the very beginning where Fani and Tish are walking together and they're 
clothes color coordinate and they coordinate with the leaves and the tree and the trees around them and um, it's just really really beautiful and to color watch. coordinate to where they're almost wearing the embers of each other mm-hmm. um, which I think is really beautiful mm-hmm. yeah are we gonna talk about the scene now yes I forgot to mention when we were talking about acting <laughs> there's a scene in this movie that I did not see coming and I don't know. I kind of wanted to just give a standing ovation after it happened. I didn't see it coming either. That's because we didn't read the book. Because apparently it's just like almost word for word from the book. Uh, I just had no idea. I think the movie really needs it. Yeah. Because otherwise it was... It was the one part of the movie that wasn't super slow. Yeah. Because it had been kind of slow until then. But it's this, it's this, it's the scene, and there's a clip of it in the trailer. But it's the scene where um, Fawny and Tish's families come together so that Tish can break the news that she is pregnant with Fawny's baby, and you find that Tish's family is really welcoming, um, and they, the four of, the four of them have this really great relationship really warmer relationship and Fonny's family not so much although Fonny's father I think is okay with it Fonny is his father's favorite and the women in his life are incredibly religious yes Um, and that shows um, the the daughters are basically clones of their mother Mm mm-hmm and the mother is not a warm and inviting person. No, and rather than view it as a, a child, um, her grandchild, which this is what you see in the in the previews, um, rather than seeing it as a grandchild and you know her son is away in jail, she views it as a sin, as a child from sin, and at that moment states that she will not recognize it. And she hopes it will shrivel. She hopes it will shrivel and die in Tish's womb. And like any big sister would do, uh, Tish's older sister, Ernestine, (coughs) jumps into full defense mode and gives the mother and sisters, both, all three, a tongue lashing of epic proportions. Sprinkled wonderfully with profanity and... Slang and everything and that is shade. Yes, it is violent in its. Uh, it will wake you up for sure. Yeah, it, if you're a little sleepy, it'll wake you up. It's wonderful. It's, yes. Uh, yes, yeah. I think it. I think I told Becca this. Like, I think it's my favorite scene in any movie this year. Oh, if I could watch that scene like almost every day, I probably would. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is why, because I think it's my favorite scene. I'm upset that it, they didn't get nominated for Best Ensemble. Because those people yeah, have to work together crazy. so well to make that scene work. Right. It's, anyway. Because there's a bunch of people in it. There's a bunch of moving parts. It's not two people in that scene. There's four, eight, eight people mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great scene. Um... Back to the cinematography, as you probably know, Barry Jenkins also directed Moonlight, which won Best Picture a couple of years ago at the Oscars, and we did see some similarities 
um, between those two movies. One similarity that stood out to me was the close-up shots mm -hmm. of characters' faces looking at the camera. That's unique. You don't see a lot of directors do that. Um, and especially the scenes where Tish and Fawny are just gazing into each other's eyes. It just really adds to um, the love story, I think. And that was found in, in Moonlight as well, those close-up shots. Mm -hmm. um, it we, underscored the intimacy, mm -hmm. I think, that they felt. And that um, being the recipient of those longing looks um, you were immediately on their side. One of mm -hmm. those shots on both sides um, is in that first scene. So you are already rooting for this couple. Just you just want them to be able to be together. Right. That's all you want is for them to be together. And that has to happen because without that, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. The movie doesn't work if we don't feel that way. So that kudos to Barry Jenkins for doing that, which is unfortunate that no one's recognizing his work this year on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the other similarity with Moonlight and Beale Street, Jeff, you mentioned the color tones. The color tones. He really does shoot shots that everything is like a version of that color or color scheme together. He did that in Moonlight quite a bit with like blues and purples and even some silvers. And this is a very, uh, I think, fall toned yes. movie is what I would say. A lot of... Very rich. Uh, yes. Colors in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I could tell that it was his because of that as well. So now we want to talk about, Becca, how it compares to the book. Sure. Becca is the only one out of the three of us who took the time to read the book. Um, so we appreciate her knowledge. Book 28 of 30 last year for me. <laughs> um... What I will say, um, for those who are hardcore book is better than the movie um, fans, which I almost always fall into with a few rare exceptions, uh, I do think the James Baldwin work is very good. Um, and it does linger, but I think seeing the portrayal and um, the way that the actors and everyone on the film, um, especially Barry Jenkins, did this, I think it portrays it, and it's probably at least even footing um, with me for book and movie. There were, of course, changes. I will say the book is also um, a little slower, in my opinion. I struggled moving through it as quickly. I needed more time to process. But there were a few notable changes. Um, a big one is the end of the movie. And at the very end of the book, there is a big discussion regarding uh, bail that the lawyer has talked about that Fonny could get bail. It might be expensive, but the family will make it work. And right as this is happening, uh, Tish has her baby. And that is the end of the book. And the reader is left to determine what happens. Is it that they fall into this love and the optimism that the characters have felt and believed in? Or is it they are going to be brought down by the system that is so against them and has been throughout this entirety. Um, so with the movie showing that there has been a plea and you flash forward several years, 
it's it kind of does not doesn't let the audience see that it makes that choice for the audience. Mm-hmm. Another pivotal thing that I think um, would have been crucial for audience members to know is that um, the crime that Phony is in jail for is rape. Um, a, you know, alleged attempt, um, alleged rape of a Puerto Rican woman who has uh, fled to Puerto Rico. But you learn in the book that um, when she came in to identify the assailant, Phony was the only black man in the lineup. The rest were whites and Puerto Ricans, which I thought was a very pivotal, pivotal thing to to make that statement of this cop, this system, we're out to get him. Mm-hmm. That we didn't, we felt that, but it wasn't as driven mm-hmm. home as mm-hmm. that he was the only black man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I don't understand why they didn't do that. Because that's an easy flashback scene. Mm-hmm. In a movie full right. of flashbacks. In a movie full of flashbacks. That is a super easy flashback scene of a lineup. Because it would have, I think, visually driven the point home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there is also one scene that um, before Sharon, the mother, played by Regina King, goes to Puerto Rico, there's more discussion in which um, you would have had more of Ernestine, the sister, talking about here is what's going to happen, mom has to go, and the mother has this moment of I am going to do this for my daughter, mama's going to take care of it, and you know, we, we're already seeing Regina King nominated, but I think driving home that maternal, I'm going to take care of this, mm-hmm. um, just would have helped even more. Those are probably some of the biggest differences, aside from it's a book versus a movie mm-hmm. and storytelling elements. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think seeing it on the screen, um, it it's so powerful mm-hmm. just watching these people be in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder too if, it, if you think that it's on such even footing because it was so well done. Um, well, that's typically the case because my other examples for that are things like um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay, yeah, so what I'm saying is, like, the reason that people think the book is usually better is because a lot of times the movie isn't well done. Mm. So, is that one of the reasons, maybe, that you think they're on even footing? Maybe. Um, I will also say, I this is the first of Barry Jenkins' work that I've read, and what I had read... Um, James Baldwin. Sorry, yes. Well, yeah. actually, this is the first of either that I have seen. I've not seen Moonlights. I've not seen any of Barry Jenkins' work, and I've not read anything of James Baldwin. So, first for both. Yeah. But um, so I wasn't used to his writing. Uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't used to Jenkins' storytelling. So, and Baldwin's writing is very special. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I think so, but that, like, yeah, clearly they have to do a good job because if you're going to make it into a two-hour cinematic feat and you already know you're going to cut out a bunch of stuff, it better be good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So maybe adapted screenplay. For sure. So Which leads us into... 
Yes. Jeff's expertise. So I definitely think its best shots are in supporting actress and score. Regina King and score. Yes, for sure. Um, Competition for score would be First Man, probably, mm-hmm. which Mary also Poppins. is beautiful, but I just I think this one tops it. I think Mary Poppins is in there for score too, um, but I, yeah, I think that's it's two best shots of winning. I think nomination wise, I think picture is a possibility. I don't. I think it's. I think for picture, it's somewhere between eight and twelve, probably. Mm-hmm. So it could be in for picture. Um, I definitely think it's probably going to get nominated for uh, adapted screenplay. Um, there, What's the competition for that right now? Do for you know? Adapted, I know Boy Erased is one. Okay. I think Black Klansman is Adapted. Um, so I think that's there as well. Um, I can't remember who the front runner to win is that for that. That's okay. um, and then... Um, I think it's definitely in the conversation for cinematography mm-hmm. um, and costumes. Did Moonlight win cinematography? Moonlight did win cinematography, I believe. Okay. Well, this was definitely in my top five, maybe my top three. So, fingers crossed for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think it was great. It was definitely my top ten. It was my number eight. And for me, like, I, I'm not a movie goer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've seen six movies in the last year in the theater, but it was something that I had stalked online and had watched the preview and had waited on the release date for months. And that's something that I don't, I don't do with many movies. Um, and so it was something I was excited to see and I was not disappointed um, afterwards for having that level of anticipation and seeing it. Same here. All right, so that was our review of If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, As always, we'd love to hear from you uh, about what you thought about the movie. Um, Send us an email to pbnj at themovies at gmail.com. That's the letters p-b-a-n-d-j at the movies at gmail.com thanks so much for listening